This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Hey, Ken, so I called in a little while ago about this leaked episode and I gotta warn you, Ken, there are spoilers all over. It's all over Twitter. It's all over YouTube, Facebook. Someone even called me with a spoiler, left me a voicemail thinking I had watched it, which when I didn't, and I am pissed off. Now I don't even, I don't know what to do. I wish this leak didn't happen. I think, honestly, mostly everyone is gonna probably have seen the episode by Sunday. The night is dark and full of spoilers. That's right, that leaked episode, the fourth episode, is already out. Now, I've decided not to watch it. A lot of my uh, listeners here on Anchor decided not to watch it. So if you have, you have some spoilers, really, whether it be questions or information, hey, just, just hold on to it, keep it under your hat until we're done with this episode so we all can take it in at once. I agree with Eric Monroe. I, like to, I, I never really spoil myself, even if it's an article or leaked photos or something, unless it's officially from... HBO or Entertainment Weekly, I generally don't go to it. What do you guys feel about those kind of spoilers? Is it easy to avoid? It's hard enough if you can't watch the episode Sunday night at 6 p.m. right when it airs, whether it be uh, 9 a.m. on East Coast, 6 p.m. Pacific, whatever time zone you're in. If you're out and about having a dinner, something's going on a little different, you can't watch Game of Thrones right away, it's hard to not be spoiled. So with a leaked episode fully out and about. Let's work together here on Daily Thrones to not spoil each other. Ken, I just got to point something out real quick. Apparently, the next episode, Spoils of War, is not only going to be the shortest episode this season, it's going to be the shortest episode in the series altogether. Did you see that? Now, what's got me really peeved about this is I was under the impression this season was going to be shorter because the episodes were going to be longer and bigger and so far I'm not really seeing a ton of that what gives am I just being you know crazy or I mean this is a problem is it not Mark with a call about what's going on this season this is going to be the fourth episode the shortest episode of the season and in the series overall and yeah I agree with Mark I'm a little bit annoyed because I thought shorter season longer episodes we're not going to feel cheated. Now, so far, three episodes in, I'm not cheated. The episodes haven't felt extremely long, which is okay. But I'm not worried that this episode's going to be shorter. I'm a little bit like, what, are, what did I buy? Was I sold a bill of false goods? Now, I was talking about this with, uh, with Rachel Cushing off air, my uh, Nerds Watch tag team partner in the movie Trivia Schmodown, and, and we both feel that, hey, if the episode feels like it's missing something, then we'd be upset. But until then... Let's just let them tell the story they're going to tell. But, Mark, I understand your frustrations. I understand you're, you're raising a little bit of a hand and saying, what's, what gives here? This is different. This is not something exactly uh, we were sold in. And if there's, a, if there's a scene this week that goes on too long that we don't need and there's another scene that's short and we feel we need more, that's where we fans will probably get a little grumpy to this idea that, well, this is a short episode. We wanted longer. What do you guys think? Let me know here on Daily Throw. Hey, Ken. Just calling in with some opposing thoughts to the uh, the theory that Danny has a traitor in her midst. Uh, firstly, 
I feel like Game of Thrones uses our knowledge of storytelling against us every single episode. And to do something that foreseeable would almost be a cheap backdoor out of a really well-written plotline. Um, the other thing is that I feel like we as fans need to be willing to put the guilt on Tyrion here. After losing the pledged Greyjoy fleet on the open seas to Euron Greyjoy, uh, their next move is to thin their forces out even more and go for Casterly Rock and just assume it's not going to happen again? Like, there's... This is not a matter of misinformation. This is a matter of a poor and hasty decision by an uh, an unlearned council, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah, just a couple of quick thoughts. Thanks for taking the call. Have a great day. We've been talking about the idea that maybe Danny has a traitor in her midst, and I, I believe in it more and more, though initially I just didn't think that was the case. Varys, could it be Visande, not Grey Worm, Tyrion? Nah, it's harder to believe some of these characters at this point would be traitors. So uh, I understand where Thomas is coming from. And the idea that, you know, maybe, maybe just Tyrion is no longer good at counseling on war. He had his moment in the Battle of Blackwater, and he's not doing it here. They're making some questionable decisions, and I do believe this opens the door for Jordan to return as a military advisor. Danny will have him back. We know she will. She told him, go out, get cured, come back, help me. He comes back with some war advice. Or maybe at this point, Danny's like, screw it, guys. I'm riding dragons. You can be with me, or you can be against me, or you can just stick here in Dragonstone and enjoy a nice iced tea by the beach. But I'm going to war. That could be what happens this week, could be what happens very soon. Danny's war council didn't do great on war counseling. Thomas is right. Maybe the blame falls more on a character that we like too much to say is that fault. What do you guys think? What will Danny's next move be? Hey, Ken. Just a couple of follow-up thoughts on Danny and her council. Um, as I think about Tyrion, he's one of my favorite characters, but as I think more and more about the Battle of the Blackwater and his role in it, it was completely circumstantial. If Tyrion hadn't found the cache of wildfire and made that quick decision, that war would have been almost guaranteed a loss. I don't think Tywin's forces would have been enough to take out every single troop that Stannis had. Um, so the more I think about it, the more I think that Tyrion really doesn't actually have any war knowledge, and it was just completely luck. The other thing that I'm thinking about right now is Jorah. I love Jorah, and I absolutely cannot wait for him to reunite with Danny. but I'm worried that he's not going to feel the same way about her. We've seen a very different Danny in the last three episodes, and you know his love for her may be different because she's a different person. Uh, yeah, just a couple more thoughts. Thanks for taking the call. Have a great day. We've been talking about the Danny's War Council, the failures, and Thomas calls back in with a great point that maybe Tyrion got a little bit lucky at the Battle, Battle of Blackwater. He was very courageous, without a doubt, and he had a good plan to use the the entrances no one knew about, to use the caves, to use the hallways, to use secret passages, thanks to Varys' knowledge as well as his. But the wildfire, well, he stumbled upon it. Stumbled upon it and used it. Sometimes, hey, opportunity, meeting with uh, luck, preparation, all those things crossing over, come together. That can lead to pretty much a victory, but then again, Tywin saved them. Those are some of the harsh facts about Tyrion, a character we love. So maybe at the end of the day, it wasn't just that he's having a bad run. Maybe, as Thomas says, he just never really had a taste for military planning. 
Jor returns. He's got that. That's what I think will happen. But then Thomas is his follow-up. And someone want to talk about here. Jor might come back and find Danny changed. And there's definitely... There's always this uh, touch of Danny backlash, and it might be because of who she is. Might be uh, just fans kind of, you know. Sometimes you get a little tired of some of these characters that are on every week. I don't know what it is. Don't know what it is. We get a little tired of John being mopey. We get a little tired of Danny being a little, little pighead, a little stubborn. Those type of things. I don't think this is a different Danny. I think she's changed because she's got a. A country to conquer and she's frustrated and I agree what Tyrion said about her John comes in that's a stranger she's gonna protect those she cares about and loves and is freed and she feels protective of those people so I don't necessarily think Danny's gonna go heel but could it be and heel for those in the non-pro wrestling world means go bad I don't see Danny ever being the bad guy but let's not forget maybe George R. R. Martin has written that story Maybe George R. R. Martin believes at the end of the day she is a Targaryen, and Targaryens have hot streaks. Targaryens can sometimes, if you flip that coin, it comes down wrong. Aren't the best. Could she be the Mad King's daughter? Or is she born on the side of Rhaegar? And Viserys, I mean, no doubt about it, Viserys was very much in the Mad King's footsteps. He would have been a bad king. We know this. She knew this. So... If Jorah returns and finds a different Danny, it might be a more stronger, resolute Danny. She wants to complete her story the way she believes she's called to complete it, which is to take over Westeros, take her place on the Iron Throne. And she is feeling a little frustrated right now. It is reminiscent of Danny and Marine. There was those times where Danny just had to learn some hard lessons. I would have hoped that she'd learned those lessons. But I think the end of the day this is a good character this is a character that will take a breath maybe burn some things down with her dragons but she's going to do it for the general good maybe this time around she doesn't hammer lords up onto uh, crosses maybe this time she doesn't burn lords and feed them to her dragons maybe this time after victory she's a little more nicer I don't know though it's her right not to be we all have a choice in this world of Westeros to rule how you want to rule. I believe Jon Snow would be the better king, but he might be one of those better leaders and not so much a boss, which is why you'd have to have a good hand of the king, where Sansa's showing that she's a good boss right now and maybe one day can grow into a better leader. But will Danny go bad? That's the big question. Is this the beginning of her turning into the daughter of the Mad King? Will her desire and drive for the Iron Throne consume her like it did say a Stannis Baratheon who I believe because I'm a Stannis fan had the right idea had the right belief and the right claim at the time and then let it all consume him and he paid the ultimate price and at the end was killed underneath a tree by Bran of Tarth could Daenerys Targaryen be the enemy more than the hero let me know here on daily thrones we'll talk about it more tomorrow we also got some stuff about the future of the stark children we got all of it here this is daily thrones your calls your comments make up the show just as much as my voice don't forget we're also in podcast form on google play and apple podcasts and you're on uh, you're available on google home favor the station here on anchor call follow me on twitter at ken and use the hashtag daily thrones we'll see you tomorrow on daily thrones